Hey folks, just a reminder that the Liquor Lamp Podcast is now available on Stitcher. You can download the app and you can listen to us on the go. You can rate us, you can review us, and you can share us with your friends. That's the Liquor Lamp Podcast, now available on Stitcher. Get the app. Alright, let's do this, people. I really need this to work, please. It's time for the Liquor Lamp Podcast with Joe Joe Lewis. Hey folks, welcome to the Liquor Lamp Podcast with JoJo Lewis. I am JoJo Lewis. That means that you are listening to the Liquor Lamp Podcast. I'm really glad you downloaded the Stitcher app and listened to us and rated us and reviewed us because that's how more people get to listen to us. I'm also really glad you'll check us out on iTunes. You gave us a five-star review there. And uh, yeah, I'm just really glad you're listening to us through and through. Uh, it's always a pleasure for me to do this podcast, to get to talk to interesting uh, people, sorry it's getting to you later in the day, it just has to do with the way that Stitcher updates itself because we've moved all of the recordings to being on the Stitcher app exclusively, uh, it, just because it's it's niftier and it's cooler, and anyway, I'm really glad you guys uh, are here, I'm JoJo Lewis. Uh, today on the show, I'm talking to uh, stand-up comedian Mike E. Winfield, and... Uh, he is, in my mind, and I, I suppose in the minds of, of quite a few people in the local Sacramento scene, he is, I would argue, a definition of success. Like, I, I think that in no uncertain terms, a lot of us would like to be in the shoes of Mike E uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the achievements we have, the things he's doing. He's got a show on uh, Logo, the Straight Out Report, which is pretty cool. Uh, he tours all over the place. He's been on the office. He's been on Letterman. He's, he's a really sweet dude. He's really cool. And he's fun to talk to. He shows up in the local scene. He's really encouraging. And we had a good talk and, uh, you're going to be able to, to hear that in a second. But before we get into that, there's one thing that we talk about during this episode that kind of relates, uh, to me. And it was a discussion about dedication and really, the life art balance that I think a lot of us are trying to deal with. You're going to hear it later in the episode, but Mike E talks a lot about how when he first started, he was very uh, selfish with his time. He would, he would constantly, you know, avoid spending time with, uh, you know, family obligations or with his girlfriend, he would go out and he would do comedy. And he points out that even his girl, even his wife now says that, uh, you know, in hindsight, it made sense that he did that because he wouldn't be where he is now if he hadn't. But he also points out that looking back on it, uh, the amount of time compared to the amount that he got out of, uh, you know, open micing or going really far for stage time, it didn't really make sense. And it, it kind of now he's in a position where he doesn't have to go out all the time. Um, and the most important thing really is, is family and being with the people that you care about. Um, and I kind of got a very minor, minor taste of that this week. Uh, my, my girlfriend, uh, I call, we'll call her black Betty. Uh, black Betty is in town for, uh, f- uh, for the holidays for, for Christmas or whatever. And, uh, you know, I love her to death. I tell jokes about her. She's she's wonderful. Everyone who's met her loves her. Um, she is supposed to go home today. Uh, today's a uh, Friday, the twenty third, and uh, I gotta be honest, guys. I, I 
this week I just kind of I didn't go didn't go out to do any any sort of practice any set of kind of comedy practice I just hadn't um, just because you know this is I'm not going to see her for six months she's going out of town back to uh, upstate New York to to continue all of the stuff she has to do to get into pharmacy school what have you the point is this week I kind of just stepped away from doing really any comedic work. And it wasn't without, uh, you know, pain. Uh, and actually, at the start of the week, me me and her got in a pretty, pretty big tussle uh, over the fact that, you know, I wanted to go out and do comedy. I felt like I had to go do comedy. And she was like, look, I'm going to leave. I'm going to be gone for six months. And you can do comedy as much as you want then. But you only get to see me for another week. And she's right. I really am only going to see her for another week before it's just going to be me, uh, you know, going solo, uh, hitting mics hard at the paint as I as I normally am want to do um, and just, you know, getting practice it. But what it what I started to kind of understand was, you know, we you, you try to find a balance in the things you do. I talk about this a lot is finding the, the balance in, in life because I mean, if you don't have that balance, it really doesn't matter if you make progress in one area or the other, um, being the greatest comedian in the world really doesn't mean anything. If you know, you go home to an empty apartment every single night, like there's something painfully tragic uh, about that. And the same thing, like if you have the best kids in, in the world, you have a wife who absolutely loves you. That's great. But if you go through every day feeling like you don't have anything of yourself, any, any type of expression of yourself besides just the people you surround you with, that's kind of a hollow existence as well. And, uh, this week I'm kind of confronted with really, that experience. I didn't go to anything. I didn't go to any, any shows or anything this week. Just cleared the schedule just so I could spend time, uh, with black Betty. And now I, I know to, I know that starting next week, I'm going to be able to go as much as I want. And I'm going to want to, because I know that when I get home, it's going to be just a big, you know, empty bed with just me in it trying to find someone to latch onto, uh, and only finding, you know, pillows or my arms or whatever, or comic books. Point is, uh, there ideally you don't want any one thing to be what defines you. Uh, you want to, you know, have a passion and you want to follow it and you want to burn it out, but you need, you need stuff to kind of, you need fuel almost. I guess that's the best way I can think about it. You need fuel to kind of like energize you. Cause you can't just, you can't subsist on just the passion that you feel alone. You got to have kind of like, you know, take part in the minutiae shit of life, you know, go, go to the bank and wait in line for a while or, you got you got to go to a dinner that you're not really interested in going. You got to meet her shitty friends that she brings from work, or you got to you got to go to a wedding where you don't you literally don't know anybody, and your favorite part about it is that they have free box wine. Like that's a huge part of being a normal person, and just be, just being a person in general. Because 
when you have that other stuff, when you have that other existence that you that you put effort towards, it makes the effort that you put towards actual things that much more uh, meaningful because you re- you can see the value. You can see there are paths in front of you. You can see like, okay, I could be the best, you know, dad, or I could be the best, uh, uh, person who does account accountant. Is that what they're called? I could be the best post worker. I could be the best boyfriend or whatever. But then when you see all those options and you're like, well, I'm going to be the best comedian, even though I could be the best at all these other things. It kind of makes the fact that you're choosing comedian significant and the fact that you are putting in a significant amount of effort to these other aspects of your personality. I mean, those doors are always open to you and they should stay that way because who knows, man? I mean, all those, all those skills you build up in those things that don't seem to relate to your passion. Well, fuck, maybe one day that's going to be the thing that, you know, gets you that gig or, or helps you understand that, that setback helps you through that tough time or helps you, you know, truly enjoy that great time. You, you need that other stuff. And it's not so you have other things to choose. It's so that when you make your, your obvious choice of your art and your passion, you know it's because you have options, not because you don't. Because there's just something almost... It's almost like a trap to, to do just one thing. And you don't want that. I did that for a long time. And a lot of the saddest people I know are the people who just have that one thing that if they didn't have it, they'd just be empty inside. That's really sad. Uh, and and you don't want to be that person. Trust me. Um, anyway, that's my soapbox for this week. That's why I should just call this section the soapbox. Because that's all I seem to do is just preach and prattle. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's, let's get on with the show. I'm talking to Mikey Winfeld. He, he's an absolutely fascinating cat. I love talking to him about comedy and about all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is one of my favorite talks. Um, so check it out. Let's do it. Mikey. Here we go. Okay, good, good. We rolling? We, we rolling. Roll. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is interesting, man. The setup's amazing. You should never go meet anyone to do your podcast. You think You should so? have everyone come right to this spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just for the whole, yeah. just like, oh, out in the middle of... Yeah, the yeah, experience, yeah. the drive, the freaking setup, this what we're doing with the mics right now in our faces. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. This is uh, worth it. Well, thanks, man. Well, the thing is, is it's like I would I would I want people to I want to just make it as easy for people as possible to do it. Understandable. Which is like, I mean, the nature of this, the way this podcast works is it's like that is the hardest part is just getting people. Yeah. To come do it, which is which right. is to me almost like. Hey, you know, I think that changes like this is 
the more you do it, the easier it gets. I mean, it sounds very, Absolutely. you know, simple, but soon people are going to want to do it. So they're going to make their way down that swarthy death road <laughs> street because they just want to be on this. Yeah, that is that is the hope. I have I do have people who are like, yeah, when, can I, yeah. when are you going to get me on, Jojo? I'm like, yeah. you're, on the, you're on the list. Yeah, nice. <laughs> right. So shit, man. So, okay, so uh, I'm starting to do this, this interview trick to kind of – Basically, ice break. Oh, good, so good. So, let's try this. What'd break you, break you, the ice. What did you have for breakfast today? Oh, man, I had... My wife makes waffles. Yeah? Not, like, makes them, like, out the freezer. Like, she puts flour and banana and something and walnuts, and she makes waffles from scratch. Like, with, like, legit, like, waffle maker? Yeah, everything. like, waffle maker. It's new. <laughs> it's, like, a month new. <laughs> I'm happy to say that I bought it, but it was her idea and delicious. That and some potatoes. So it was oh. an amazing morning breakfast with tea. I drink a lot of tea. You drink a lot of tea? A lot. And this morning I had, we didn't have lemon, but we had oranges. Yeah. So she squeezed an orange yeah. into the tea and, uh, man, probably the top 10 breakfasts of like the last couple months that's pretty awesome man. it was yeah it was really delectable <laughs> <laughs> have you been like how long how long have you and your uh your wife been together <sighs> together i don't know like probably like 14 years or something like okay that. yeah okay I'm, I'm early i got early in the game so. <laughs> <laughs> you were locked down quick yeah <laughs> And how often, how often, like, I know you still live, I know you still live here. Yes. But I know you're on, you're like, you're on, you're on the road, you have the show and stuff. How often right. are you like in town? In town? Yeah. Ah, you know, fortunately this is holiday season, so I'm home right now. Right, but right. if not, I'm home probably a couple weeks, a couple weeks scattered out the, out a month. Really? So generally I'm gone for like some weekends. It could be like one weekend. It could be like four weekends. Just ranges, and then recording a TV show during the week that takes about it only takes like one day now. Really, it started off taking three days, but they liked the chemistry that me and my co host were having, and they started taking rehearsals away. They're just like, Man, we just like it raw, like just coming up with it, reading the script the day of, and just okay. seeing the jokes for the first time. And so now we don't even rehearse as much, so yeah, you know. Couple days, couple days here during there. the week. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, Is it, yeah. Was it? I mean, it's. It sounds like your 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 wife's okay with that. Like it's not. not a oh man, so she's a huge supporter. Not awesome. to say it didn't start off that way. You really, know, we go through the struggles. You know, like early comedy, not a lot of money, um, a lot of time, a lot of selfishness. I was very selfish, and um, <laughs> it it was detrimental. It it was harmful yeah. to my relationship. And do I take it back? Eh, not so much. You know, I mean, she even says it. she knows that it was a terrible time. It was a terrible relationship time. But looking back, it's like sometimes you have to be a certain way to get results. That's a good. And point. I'm not here to say ruin your relationship. <laughs> or end it or anything like that to anyone because I didn't know better. If okay. I was the the me who I am right now, I probably would have been more caring and had more balance and I'd be less successful. <laughs> <laughs> so 
was that I, I'm, I don't like to give advice. Even though I say a bunch of stuff, people can take what they want from it. I'm yeah. not the guy to say you should do this because our paths are different. So, so, so if I'm hearing right, like younger you, younger Mike was a bit more, more, more about ignorant. Yeah, didn't give a shit. Okay, it's like I'm going on stage tonight. I'm going on every stage every night, and it was just like no holding back. Now. You know, I get as much stages as I can. I make more smarter moves than, like, physical harder moves, you know? Like, okay. you know, I plan stuff a little better, you know? And then there's more money now, which doesn't ever hurt the situation. <laughs> so it's a, little, it's a little bit easier. Like, I'm not going to go hungry yeah. if I don't go do this show tonight. Right. So. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's... That's kind of interesting to hear. Like a lot of guys who do get really far, not like at, to your level or higher. It sounds like they did. There is this kind of a tipping point where it's like I can now, I now have the luxury of making smarter moves. Right. That that guys at at my level or around there don't get to make that move. It's like, well, no. If I don't get stage time tonight, then I just don't practice this. Week. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And it's like it's sucky, man. That's why it's all about creating your own. I think. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you yeah. doing this is huge. You know, I feel like you should start a room if you can. I'm looking to start a room right now. Yeah. And, you know, then you, you generate your own stage time. Then you have guys that's like, hey, man, can I get on your show? And you're like, sure. Can I get on yours? Boom. Now you just booked you two sets for that week <laughs> because people want to perform and get better. That's the, you know, that's what you have to do. Yeah. You're just not going to become a better artist by reading a book or just seeing other people do it. You no, have to be gotta, part of it. You have to practice. You got to figure out your way to do it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So then so okay. So here's here's a question I, I have. How like what is a typical? This is gonna be a dumb sounding question. Nothing is. What's this, a, it's what's not a, bad. It's what's really a not. typical like Mike E year? Like what is a hmm. year like? Yeah, that's, just that's, that's, yeah. just on the grounds of like you are one of the only comics. You are the only comic who I know personally who was like at kind of that that level that I would say most of us would like to get to. That's that, funny, man. It doesn't feel that way to me at all. I was going to ask you that. Does it feel like... No, it yeah. feels like I haven't done anything yet. No shit. And it's like <laughs> no one really knows. And um, you... you, I know. Yeah, man. It's like I know there's credits I have. Yes. And I know I have stuff coming up. And I know I have like a TV show. But it's kind of like you're still like trying to reach a certain point. And maybe that's somehow you feel yourself to, you know, stay motivated, to stay productive, to create. Yeah. But yeah, man, it just feels like. To you, to you, it just feels like I'm that same. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, people see me the most at open mics. I'm at open mics, man. I'm like trying stuff, you know. I'm like still trying to get out there. There's so many people that are like. I think I've heard of, like this weekend. People have heard and they finally came out. Why didn't they come out before? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so you're still trying to, you know, just you know, be out there while enjoying it. I can say I'm enjoying it though. Yeah. And I've always enjoyed it, so that's first. That's first. Like, <laughs> it, it is man. Like, kind of like enjoying the journey. You know, there's shitty nights. You know, 
where you know maybe you don't get on you wanted to get on and that type of stuff you just you have know. to kind of sit there and just sit on your hands like oh, what am i gonna do yeah right right, right. so <laughs> but yeah man enjoying it's crazy this is fun too man to talk because i don't really talk that much really <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not like anti-social people know if they have anything to ask me i respond but i don't really talk that much so this is like great <laughs> yeah, it's a platform, man, because, you know, it's fun talking comedy, man. I could talk that, you know, any day with anyone. It's yeah. just fun. Yeah. 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 It's like so a you got kind of like an open door. Oh, absolutely. But, but no one seems to want to. I wouldn't say no one seems. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I would say it was. It's in, it was intimidating for me to ask to ask you to do this. Hmm. I will say that. Just on the grounds of that I've only like really I've only my only interactions with you so far have just been, you know, at a mic. Right. So right. you go up. So and then I see that and it's like just you doing that creates in, in my head like, oh, he's this like Oh good. I remember I remember you had like I think you have it with you like a bag that said like live at Gotham. Right, right. <laughs> I was like yeah. fuck and I'm like I That's think funny. I think you said like they only give those for people who perform. <laughs> then I was like, Well fuck. No, interesting. Yeah. And it was it was strange but here's the thing, what kinda made me really wanna do like I think I asked you before this, but I was at a show I think it was the John Mulaney show and you were gonna perform and you I think you asked I think you asked Kyrie or you asked me to record you. Oh. And you handed me your recorder. And your recorder was broken. Oh, was it? Yeah, like the screen was messed up. So like <laughs> you would I would record it and there would be these these holes. Oh yeah, right, right, bars. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember doing it um, and at some level like I was like this is, I know this sounds weird, it is humanizing yeah, yeah. that you have a broken recording. I did, right, right. <laughs> and after that, I was like, I could, I, this is be. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's recording's broken. I just like, talked to this guy. Like that, like that made yeah, you a yeah. human being. Does that make sense? No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, you have to, man. You have to, like, I can't say what I've done on purpose, but you got to set yourself apart. Yeah. Too, you know, yeah. by however you it works you know and somehow i found a way to do that and um i i've been on podcasts before and i've spoken to people and i always say right and now i look back and i was like what am i really saying you know of course you're supposed to write but it's way more you're supposed to perform yeah you're supposed to you know stand out standing out is important and i don't mean like go buy a banana hat or like some uh chicken to wear on top but just i mean like every single part of who you are has to be working towards yeah, res- kinda, right yeah. right and respectable you yes. want to be like someone that people talk about you know so that form of standing out not when you're just trying to do something you know but like when you just do what you do and people talk about you and um that's the way to get there yeah. you know so Right. So you so you consistently work on the, I, the growing. I just yeah, say yeah, the yeah. whole process of getting better, but knowing that you need to not take the path that everyone else has done. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like take the risk, do the thing that you know, write about the subject that no one's talking about, or you know, I I admire opinionated people. Mm-hmm. I don't find myself incredibly opinionated about subjects, 
So what I do is I force myself to just generate opinions. Like like if I like you kind of force yourself like I have to care about yeah, this just topic or yeah. whatever this is. Cuz there's things that are funny to me and I'm like, "Oh man, okay. Then I'll just write a bunch about it, bunch and then weed it out." Then next thing you know, you just have like what you have left of what was, you know, with received response. Yeah. So and you just kind of pare it down from there just yeah, more and more. Yeah. Right, I right. remember I was I was listening to you're like the only person I've actually had legit like done some research on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, so I wouldn't come into this not knowing anything about you. Which That's is great. That's I, great. I remember I was listening to this uh, this one podcast you did, um, and you were talking about at some level the process was if you have a premise, you just dig at the premise for a long time. Absolutely. And eventually you're going to hit a thing that maybe nobody's ever talked about. Is, is right. That, yeah. Is, right. And the funny part is like, boom, you get the premise. Sometimes you get your first joke. But when you keep going and keep writing, you won't even be doing the first original joke. I mean, the first joke that you wrote about. Eventually, sometimes you just get to something. You dig out something that hasn't been touched. And that becomes the only joke you do on that premise. So you don't have to do the whole entire seven minutes you have on a topic. You can can just get to that nugget. And people, you know, I used to talk about relationships a lot. I still kind of do. And people were like, you need to mix it up. But I'm like, if I keep talking about it, keep I'm going to dig out some aspect that hasn't been, you know, everything it feels sometimes has been done. No doubt. But just some form of it where people can look at it and say, you know, that's unique. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought about that from time to time. Like, premises, like the things that we we look to to generate, like, jokes, there's only so there's only so much life that we're really living that we can draw on. Yeah, right. So it's right. like, of course, a lot of stuff we're going to say probably at some point has been hit before. Yeah. So you yeah. got to, I mean, like, you should, you got to keep digging to that point where it's like, well, now I feel like I'm saying something I've never heard before. Yeah. And right. maybe now people will say, oh, that's unique. And then, <laughs> and then stylistically, yeah. you find a way that, like, you're saying some stuff, but you're different the way you're delivering it. People enjoy that. They're yeah, like, yeah. And, you know, um, presence is huge. You know, there's that's why actors are given jobs because people that are casting like the way this guy acts. So maybe you are saying something similar, but maybe you deliver it in a way that yeah, just like yeah. maybe it's, pushes and motivates people. You it's know? Like he's, he's got a guy. He's like he stands taller. When yeah, he right, that. right. Maybe <laughs> that jacket that jacket accentuates the punchline. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an aspect to not overlook. It's like you know your your presence and your demeanor and all that stuff. Yeah, you gotta yeah. gotta keep an eye on all the. I've start. I'm I've gotten to a point where I'm starting to really like pay attention to just appearance. Oh, good. Just how I look. Yeah, yeah. On stage that I never did before. Like, I would go up, like, with flip-flops. Right, right. As a grown adult, just wearing flip-flops. Hey, if you're a flip-flop guy, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. As long I, as you know you're a flip-flop guy. There was, But here's the thing. There was a moment after a show, like, a few weeks ago, or after Mike and someone was like, Jojo, your jokes are really smart. And I was like, oh, thanks. I was like, but you don't look like you should be telling them. Mm. <laughs> a contrast. Yeah, I was like, ugh. That's kind of a... It's kind of a fierce thing to hear. Yeah, you know, if especially if you're unhappy with it, then you have to make the change. Absolutely. If it doesn't bother you and, you know, if not, and that's what you want to do, then I'm all about that. I'm all about doing whatever you want to do. 
But but you have to know what that is, and you yeah. have to work at knowing what that is. Right, and as soon as you start to figure out what that is that you know, then it becomes a lot of fun. Because as soon as you know, like, I'm this guy, this is what I do, then it just, it, you're like, then you get to coast, you know? <laughs> like, you ever see, like, certain headliners, and you see, like, that's their pattern of delivery. Like, maybe, like, Mitch Hedberg, you know? Yeah, like, picture yeah. a Mitch where he, like, figured, like, this is my boo doom 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 doom, doom. And then and he knew what he was doing. So now you're not trying to, like, figure out who am I and this dumb stuff that a lot of people say, like, what's my voice? I don't understand my <laughs> voice. That's something that young comics say all the time because they're like, what is that? I'm trying to find it. As soon as I find that, everything, you know, it's like, I don't know. In time, you're just trying to be yourself. Yeah. So as soon as you find out like who you are, I guess um, I guess that's what the point of all that is. <laughs> it's like when you say you want to have a voice, it's like you just saying I want to be good. Yeah, yeah. And once right. I get good, <laughs> you're essentially just trying to be yourself in front of people that don't know you the way the people near you know you that love you. Yeah. You know <laughs> that makes sense. So then, like, you're kind of you kind of have to behave in such a way on stage that kind of builds up in a second what people who know you for a long time just see yeah. all the time. I remember early on, my friends were like, man, you know, I could tell they weren't really feeling it. And they were like, yeah, man, you know, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, that's cool. But it's because I wasn't who I was around them to everyone. Ah, okay. So that's what that was. So, like, now... You know, I feel like I'm I'm different a little bit, like just growing up in general. Yeah. You know, just I don't know. A lot is different in me. Really, a lot is different. Man. How so? I, um, I know you're saying a lot of the 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 younger you was more selfish, right? And and, and I think the word you used was more ignorant about about just yeah what's asked of you. I think, and it sounds like that's kind of gone by the way as as more opportunities have come. Yeah, I could say that. Yeah. I feel like I um I care more about my family now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I care more about my family. I feel like friendly and nicer now. Really? Yeah, man. Not to say I was ever a dick, you know, but I don't know, man. Something I don't know what it is, but I got some like moving energy to be friendly and nice it's really eerie to me <laughs> it, it is but i yeah it's like a, some real push of movement and energy is to, it would you describe it as it's, it's kind of like a desire like i want to put i want to put some love out there in the world that if, even if i don't get it back i want to be that's the one to put it, it out man yeah. i'm like trying to put love into the world by all means yeah. you know just like i could be walking somewhere just i feel that energy to do something in a form of love and i don't know man i have to adjust to that because it feels like why do <laughs> i feel weird. this way yeah it's a weird feeling and that's and that's new to you like before you didn't think yeah, I, I want to say like in the past few years, new. I never really felt like that. I felt like I was just like, I don't give a shit. You know, I just do what I do every day, live my life, blah blah blah. Interesting. But now I'm just, I don't know, man. I hope I'm okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hope nothing's broken. Yeah, I hope nothing's like... <laughs> What's all this This care yeah. for other people? This is uh, weird. I, I hope nothing's emotionally wrong with me. <laughs> it sounds like that would be a healthier way to be, honestly, than just kind of like, no, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would hope so. It's just, yeah, it's just weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, do you think, like... Your your many years working at stand up has kind of engendered that in you, or is that part of it? Oh, man, what is stand up? I don't know. Uh, what what pleases me a lot about stand up now is I feel like I'm not writing for other people, like what this crowd might want and what people want to hear. I feel like I'm like talking about whatever I want to talk about. Very liberating, and especially after you do TV and you kind of lose that. Like you lose that when they hand you a script. Like you can make the script your own in a way, but you're still delivering, you know, someone else's material. Right, Whereas on right, stage, right. on any given night, it's very rare some club owner is going to say, you know, I booked you for you, but this is what I want you to do. So you're basically just saying whatever you want to say, and people love it or they don't, and you leave. <laughs> What a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened at last night's show. It's just like, I was just talking. And, you know, people are, like, engaged. And you're like, look at this. And then it ends and you get, like, six people stand up out of 200. You're like, man, I'm murdered. I got a six-person standing, standing ovation. <laughs> That's hilarious to me, too, when you get a partial standing ovation. If you want to call it partial with six people, because that means the other 194 people were like, I see them, and I'm not standing. (laughs) It's like, all right, I can see that this show was different things to different people. (laughs) Absolutely. That's interesting. (laughs) It sounds like an old... that sounds. That just sounds like a weird thing to see from the stage, and you're like, oh, yeah. you don't know how you've been doing the whole show. And you're like, oh, yeah, right. now I can tell. Like, yeah, this was my <laughs> validation afterwards with these six people. <laughs> Those six people feel me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it is great. It's great saying whatever I want to say, and um, I feel like I am going down some weird path, you know. And I, I only can say that because people have come to me and said that's different. Really? Whatever you're doing is different. Whereas I thought my stand-up was like everyone else's that I see outside. I, some guy working on a joke and then he, you know, I don't know, delivery and everything. I can, I can, I can see that. Especially if you just if if you self-described yourself as selfish when you were younger, uh, then what I what I see in you is is obviously different because you have like. Just like a like a like a friendliness, oh good to you that is that is unmistakable. Mm. And then you see it like I could probably, and I that's actually happened to me where I was like I could probably go up and say something nice to you, and you would say something nice back. It's, ah! not, like, which is a weird thing because I don't. I, it's, you're like the only guy who was like yeah, I could probably you know, <laughs> funny right. And that's but that comes I think not just from the the jokes. I think that just comes from the whole presence. Hmm. Like what you give off as, just as a person, which is, which is always kind of calm, always smiling. You're right, right. Yeah, man, that's weird. Like, who wants that guy as a comedian, though? <laughs> <laughs> who wants that dude? <laughs> they want the they want the guy who's like mad about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. <sighs> opinionated, angry dude. That's like, this is how it should be, and Fuck. this is how it is. 
I like that guy. I do too. So um, <laughs> I'm clearly doing something that I don't know, and we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. You know, so far it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Very much. I get that. I yeah. Get that. Yeah. So back to the the question that kind of launched us into this this really nice tangent. What's a typical Mike E year like? Like, what's your year like as you do comedy? Um, just as a not just from like an art perspective, but like from a business perspective, because I think that's something a lot of people are really curious about. Hmm. Just I, the, I'll I'll try. I'll try. Okay. Early year, a lot of auditioning because pilot season for auditioning for shows is generally around like. December to in March. Okay. So a lot of audition I probably will spend most of the time of the year that I spend in LA in LA during this stretch. Like just staying out there. Sometimes I'm I it's family. I might sleep on a comic's couch, you know. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm in LA a lot. I'm reading scripts, I'm rehearsing. Sometimes I do colleges. My last year I was loaded with performing at colleges during you know, February and uh, March. And I think this year my plan is to record my TV show, you know, straight out report and audition and stay active on, you know, strengthening as an actor. So that's like not my the biggest joy. I like creating stuff and yeah. I would like to act and do that. And um, But, you know, stand-up is one of those... I don't know. It's still the launch pad. Anyways, then um, February through, let's just say, May, um, Little League Baseball. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I got kids, man. <laughs> okay. And I have, I got like amazing children. Yeah. But there's a Little League period where I deal with an 11 and a 9-year-old who are left-handers who bat and pitch left-handed, who are just stunning, like crazy. So um, if I could pick my own schedule, those would be the times when I, like, pick weekends around, like, Little League games because we go practice, and I love to do that. That's like um, – there is it's crazy. Um, my best show ever will never top when my kid gets a triple <laughs> – <laughs> and then looks for me on the sideline and be like, yo, dad, you see that shit? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will ever top that. But I can't stop stand up because that's, I'm still trying to get there. So it's like, <laughs> it's painful. Yeah. You know, it's painful because now I got to miss a game to do something I love. And I got the show that I love. But then I got this, like, the 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 playoffs for baseball that we've been building up to get. Yeah, and yeah, starting yeah. pitcher. And I'm like, ah, why is life so <laughs> difficult? Why? You know, so boom. Then June, summer hits. Summer hits. They call it the slow season in um, – clubs and booking right and they say that but when you're like where i'm at i get bookings partially some of them because you know they know me and they're like yeah we want this guy to headline at the club i yeah. also get them because i'm on a short list of when guys cancel and they're like can you fly to toledo um in two weeks and i'm like sure i can because now I just picked up five shows to headline a weekend in Toledo, Ohio at a Funny Bone, which is an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. So 
um, I find myself booking a lot of summer stuff, you know, and then um, I work a lot of clubs during then and I prefer the clubs. Uh, then September hits colleges. There's a few colleges because school's starting back up. I'm booking clubs here and there. I'm staying active in town, trying to book like uh, my own shows right, so I can right. just work out material and, you know, process of growing. Winter hits. Um, winter, you know, I'm recording a TV show. I'm uh, staying on stages. And uh, I think uh, I went through the year. Yeah, <laughs> that's a full year. You're yeah. right back to yeah. auditioning and, and yeah, right back being an actor again. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> how long? How long have you been on that kind of a schedule? Just as probably the last three, four years now. Interesting. You know, before that, it was like the infant stages of the same process. Right. You know, I didn't audition much. I didn't. I've had a TV show before. That's why it's weird this time having a TV show again. It's like I'm excited. And I know the reality. You can have it and you can not have it the next day. So yeah. I just kind of enjoying it as much as I can while I have it. And it's been so much fun, you know. And uh, the same with the clubs, man. Who knows? Like, it could be, you know, I find out I don't, I'm not getting booked anymore. That's just the life and the reality. You don't want it to be. Yeah. You know, but you just kind of, I'm really enjoying the moment of everything. I would think. I would think with this kind of a, uh endeavor you would have to just because it sounds yeah. just like you're, you're aside from the the family which is all which is there right um everything else sounds like it could just drop you know i think the angriest people are the ones with the expectations hmm. not that you shouldn't strive and be ambitious but the guys who are like this is where i should be or he got that i should have got that that's yeah. what breeds anger. Oh, why is he get to perform? I'm here every week. You know, they know I normally go up. Or why didn't they put him on the showcase with, you know, it's all these expectations that yeah, people build. Yeah, and yeah. that's why people are angry because they feel that they should have been that guy. No, that guy should have been that guy. <laughs> and nothing's guaranteed and no one owes you anything. Yeah, that, that guy's on a totally different, totally different journey than you're yeah. on. Right, and you could probably, you could get stuff in your own way, but you shouldn't be mad at someone right. else for doing, right? Whatever. What's the what's the point of that? It'll just make you crazy. Early in my marriage, my wife told me something, and she wasn't talking about comedy, and it hit me, and it hurt me so much. Really, and what she said, and it like I just applied it. Was like nobody owes you anything, and she wasn't done smashing me. So she says. <laughs> And no one cares about you. And people, every, a lot of people are going out for their own. Everyone wants to work a lot. Everyone, this is a competitive business. No one cares about you. So make your own and work hard and just enjoy doing what you're doing because, you know, you can't always look for people to bail you and put you on this pedestal and do this for you. Nothing, just, just enjoy it and do it. Yeah. If you want to do it and if you don't, go... Make pizzas or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but even if you're making pizzas, you got to make pizzas for you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do, though. You want to be the best pizza guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of that, she makes pizzas, too. I do. <laughs> 
she makes her own dough. No shit. Yeah, and she, you know we watch it, and she's like, "Man, it's crazy that we used to spend all this money for pizza, and now she'll just like make it at the house, rolling the dough, putting it on something called a stone. It's like yeah, a, like the like the metal, like the yeah, the, the yeah. slab that you can cook it on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Dude. like making like pizzas from scratch at the house. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think that her advice is very true. I want to say, yeah, man, it's kind of scary. True, it is. It is. It's frightening. It's like you know, yeah, right. Nobody going out of their way to do stuff for you, and if yeah. they do, it's a bonus. Wow, be thankful. That's great. Thanks, but otherwise, go get it. Yeah, it's yours to get. It's not for others to get it for you. Yeah, it's kind of scary to think that the the onus of of your success or your uh, really over your failure that all comes down to what did you do yeah it's not really like it really is that yeah it can't be anything else yeah it's not this guy did this and that's why you're not successful you know success is like a state of mind anyway yeah 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 you yeah. know it's, it's like you could consider yourself successful just because you've you know did a a solid month of open mics i'm yeah. successful you can consider you, know? you consider yourself successful because Oh, I have a nine to five job, but every weekend I get to spend with my kids, right? Making right. sure that they have everything they need. And it's however you measure yeah, it, yeah. Right, I, and and then yeah, so a lot of a lot of stress would might come from I'm not successful on the grounds of that other guy, yeah. So right. that hurts me, right? <laughs> right, and that creates a problem. <laughs> a lot of people equate TV credits with success yeah you know a tv credit is not life-changing all the time yeah 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 you know it depends on what credit you get my one of my first ones was i did comic view and it was great and it was exciting i was only like three and a half four years in and i got a set on tv and i was like nervous as hell you know and uh you know i was i thought i I really thought i'm like well this is it (laughs) game's over (laughs) you know (laughs) I made it. I made it. And um, no, you know, I worked probably like seven more years at the grocery store after that TV credit. So, <laughs> nah, it wasn't life changing. Yeah. You shouldn't. That's like a lot. That's almost like like a lottery mentality almost. It is. Yeah. It is. And I feel like that's what this game, a lot of it is. It's like people are like thinking about what the biggest guy in comedy's doing and they're like that's what I'm gonna do and it's a process it's such a process I believe that yeah I believe that I've kind of I've started uh, this is me talking after a year and a half in uh, I've gotten to a point almost where I get I get frustrated a lot of times after a set or after a show I'm like I didn't perform as well as I wanted like I did I did well but I was like I didn't do as well as I wanted to. And there comes this point where I'm like, how good are you supposed to be right now? Mm. Does that make sense? Like, I, I kind of have to follow myself. Like you haven't been doing this very long. You got right. like, you're in the, you're an infant, you're a comedy. Absolutely. Infant still. So like, how good are you? So like you're, you, right. you got, you got the show, you got your laughs. How good are you supposed to be right now? You got to keep, mm. got to keep going. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually something that's kind of like, Puts it like it puts in perspective like how how long the journey has to be to be at that level where you feel you know comfortable just just talking being yourself how long right. that's gonna take 
Right. Just knowing, oh, fuck. You just got to speed up the process by trying to get on as much as you can. Absolutely. Writing yeah. and generating as much as you can. And just like, working as much as you can, just being right. a part of the process. I tell a lot of guys who are featuring now, get to headlining. By any means, get there. Like, kill. Try to destroy the headliner. Like, kill your set. Try to get your time. When you're at the showcases, you know, be the guy that they know has to close. Because if you go in the middle, people don't even want to. Yeah. Really stay. You know, be, because as soon as you can get that minimum wage headlining money, boom, it opens up another door. Now you're on the road probably playing Calusa or playing uh, Grand Rap. I don't know, someplace up on the road where you drove four hours, but you're still getting some headlining money. And now you, you've given yourself an opportunity to work more. Yeah. To have more time, you know, and tr- trying to get to that, you know, and like, yeah, a year and a half. You know, the goal is like, what do you want to do? If you want to keep doing stand-up, boom, like shine at the right places. Yeah, so now yeah, you yeah. get the weekend work. I used to um, get, uh, I used to get, uh, I used to host at Laughs Unlimited. Yeah. But when I was hosting, I mean, the owner, he was just like, he was plugging me. So I found myself hosting like two weekends a month. You know, this was like. 12 shows a month, 15 minutes. And I did that for like, I was doing it for months in a row. So I was getting so many shows, the opportunity, like I probably grew the most then. And I was like two and a half, three years in, you know? And yeah, just, (laughs) that's a good goal to set. Yeah. Yeah. Just be that. Just, I have to be as good as possible to the point where people don't want to follow. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. I mean, you know, without taking, a, you know, take, trying your best to take an original approach. Like, don't just kill with just some crap that's just cheap, because then comics don't respect it. Yeah. You want to be like your peers to be like, want to be in the room with you. You don't want it to be, you know, it's that dude where you're like, oh, this dude, you know. You want to be the guy who someone will go out the front and be like, look, this dude's on, we should go watch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. I get that. I get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a struggle to be that guy. <laughs> well, I, I bring up the process thing because I just want to hear you. How did you get, because I, I heard it on, I think, another podcast, or maybe it was the same one I, I heard. Uh, how did you get the Letterman spot? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um the booker at the time was Eddie Brill. He's a stand-up comic, and he uh, books the the show. He does right, the right. warm-up for it. And I had met him because I opened for him in, at the San Francisco Punchline, like, sometime in 07, you know? Yeah, yeah. We never even talked about that he did that. I was just his opener, you know, for that weekend. You know, we did a weekend, five or six shows, and I featured, and it was cool, and, you know, that was that. Then I bumped into him at a college conference in Atlanta. Hmm. Right in the lobby, and he was like, "Hey, you should um, hey, you should come to my shop, my um, workshop." I was like, "Oh, sure, why not?" You know, so I go to his workshop, and you know, he's breaking down, spitting jewels, you know, and telling people about his views in comedy, and it was great. And I was just kind of in the back listening because you know he had a class, yeah. And then he would say stuff. It was funny. He would reference me. He was like, you know, when you walk walk to the stage with confidence, like Mike, and I was like me you know <laughs> and, and he had a few references where he was like 
like using me in a positive light. And I was like, oh man, this is interesting. And then he just invited me to come perform on the showcase with the rest of the comics because they were all performing on the showcase at uh, later that night. Yeah. And then I performed on a showcase, and he just called me the next morning, and he was like, I got a spot for you on Letterman. I was like, no shit. Crazy. This is crazy, right? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, man, it wasn't like agents and managers and doing all that. It was just like the hustle of being out there, performing, being in places, talking to people, and doors opening. Yeah. Yeah. That, so it's all it's like you, you put in so much work. That I, that I, that some level that actually paid off in yeah. a way that was totally not obvious. Oh, I'm a firm believer of you put in the work and the results will come. And it's not seldom is it what like what you actually wanted. Yeah. But if you work hard at something, something's gonna come. <laughs> it is. It just yeah, yeah. is. You know. Especially if you do it for for long enough and you do it in a way that's that's yeah doesn't turn people off. Yeah, that's right. really interesting to me that it's that that. That opportunity comes and people are like, how the hell do you get that? And then you're someone who's got it and you're like, I don't even know. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> that it was all just, that's interesting to me, that it was the that totally by chance, mm-hmm. almost, right. that if you had said, oh, no, I, you said you go to the workshop, you don't go to the workshop, you don't get on the showcase, you don't get it. Right. It was all just like, I'm going to be agreeable and I'm going to go to this thing and I'm going to put in the work. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it was, I like talking comedy, so yeah, when I yeah. knew he was doing a comedy workshop, I'm like, sure, yeah, I want to be a part of that, that'd be fun to hear, you know, I might hear something I haven't heard. Or like, I'm, a, I'm already here at this conference, yeah, I mean, right. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that that's like, uh, that's an attitude that, that you have to kind of learn to be, like, I need to be the guy who shows up to stuff and be the guy who... Oh, yeah, hanging out is huge. I yeah. got my first weekend of work. I got my first booked weekend of work at the punchline, and it was just because I was hanging out. You should hang out. Yeah. I was hanging out, and Kane Lopez and Siddiqui Fuller uh, were just there because they just hang out. Just We were just at this at the bar. We were having drinks, man. It was like early comedy. It was like, ah, oh, this is crazy. This is fun. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, they're booking. Like It was like one of those slow weekends, some... So they were putting together an all-star weekend where they just put some comics together. And, uh, and they were like, oh, we don't have a host. And I was just there. And they were like, well, you know, Mike a host, you know? And I was like, yeah, I can host. <laughs> That's how I got my first weekend booked. And yeah. all, at that point, all I was doing was showing up to the once a month things, you know? And um, that's how I got a weekend. And it was great. It was Kane Lopez headlining. And it was Siddiqui Fuller feature, and I did uh, opened up. I had like twelve at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I couldn't like have a strong set with fifteen minutes. So I remember it was I was topping out at twelve, and I was off the stage bringing up <laughs> the next dude. You're like, I hope I hope everyone does well because I can't bring this crowd no, back no, with no, a joke no. they um, just heard. No, no, no. That struggles. Uh, I believe that. So I I believe hanging out is great, you know, and a healthy hanging out just because you hang out doesn't mean you have to, you know, hit the weed that they're going to offer you every night. Yeah. You know, every club I go to, the alcohol is free. That doesn't mean I have to drink every weekend. Yeah. It's a responsible, smart, uh, calculated hanging out, (laughs) you know, 
if you're a guy that wants to wear clubs, you should be hanging out at the clubs. You know? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You know? So, it's, yeah, it's just a, a smart, healthy approach. Yeah, to be to be where you where you, you want to be seen where you want to be. Yeah. It just makes sense. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's interesting to me. Because it's, it's kind of like... Um, sorry. It's, it's kind of like a lot of... That still goes back to that mentality of almost like it's a it's the process of it. If you want to be in the comedy community, you need to be in the comedy community. You can't just be on the outskirts and be like, when are they going to invite me in? Yeah, right. When are they going to invite me to the bar to hang out? Yeah. You should kind of like invite yourself to just kind of hang out. Yeah, and be I mean, part of it. just be a cool guy. Like, yeah. If you're, just be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't. You don't have to ask for anything. Like, do I get free food and drinks? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you, man? Just, <laughs> you know, just kind of hang out. Like, it's fun um, watching headliners. You know, when you, like, pop up in a weekend and see different guys, you know, it's, it's really enjoyable if you're a fan of the art, you know? Yeah. And, um... I don't get to do that now. Really? Because now that I headline, I don't work with headliners anymore. So I don't see a lot of the guys that I started with unless I'm off and they come to town and then I go check them out. But that's one of the things I miss. That's why I like uh, festivals. Festivals where there's a lot of headliners, a lot of people. Yeah, and you just bumping into guys that you, you know, used to see all the time and then you get to, you know talk crap and then you see them perform in maybe a shorter set but you're like man these are guys that have been doing it as long as you have and it's fun to watch a guy who's performed like 10 years you know perform it's fun you know and I mean I like all aspects I like seeing younger guys and seeing potential in people too but I like to see polished comedy too. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. That's what got that's what made you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't right. like it wasn't that you saw an open mic and you were like, that was great. Yeah. I right. want to get into that. I just killed it. I want to be that guy. <laughs> well shit. That's interesting, man. Well, dude, we've gone for about like almost fifty minutes. How do you feel? Oh man, I'm great. You feel I'm good? I'm rolling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You have any other lingering? Like, I feel like I've learned a lot from talking to you. Really? And you are actually as nice as I thought you would be. Ah! <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a dick 2015, though, man. Um, <laughs> that's the year. Yeah, that's it's the shifts. year, man. I'm about to turn it on, man. Is this every uh, picture of you you're not going to be smiling anymore? Not at all, mouth man. Closed? I'm going hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know who people, a lot of people do like the other side. Really? They, they like the, you know, um, not not being mean, but people like a person that's like, no. Like, I do tell people no. It's yeah. not always the easiest thing. But, yeah, I'm like, no, I can't do that. Or, no, I won't do that. Or, you know, no, you can't do this. You know? So, nothing wrong with no. It's, nothing wrong with no. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. if you don't see any, like, po- like positive thing for it. Yeah, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. you're just like, no, nah, I'm not going to. Yeah. Whatever. You just can't be that. Yeah, you Right. Right, right, right. So 2015 is the year of Mikey going, nah. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what's happening, man. I'm just going to, I got some goals, man. I got some, I want to shoot stuff that I've created. Like, I'd like to see it visually. Like uh, like sketches, things like that? Like more sketches. So I'm going to, you know, I've tried it before and I haven't really loved anything that I've done yet. So I'm going to use what I've made and then kind of 
do it again. Yeah. Until I get it, you know, and that's one of the main things I want to do, you know, other than writing and then becoming a comic that, you know, I just want to keep going down this path I keep talking about, you yeah, know, because yeah. eventually I want to put out content. Like, I haven't, like, dropped a special or anything. I've only done, like, late night spots and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you have, like, uh, you yeah. don't have an album or anything. Yeah, no album or anything. So I'm sitting on a bunch of material, which is great. And, you know, maybe this will be the year I'll sell it, you know. And really, really put it out there for the people. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy. It's like, why not? I mean, people are asking for it. It's not Yeah, that yeah. If people are asking, it's like, okay, maybe it's not a bad thing to make it. No, of course not. Create it. And then once you have that material out there, that creates like, okay, now I have to write oh, yeah. more. Yeah, like, yeah. You have, like you create work for yourself. Yeah, yeah, which is fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I admire those guys that, you know, like the the... What are they, the 15, 20-year guys that are dropping a new hour every year, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I admire That's respectful. That's respectable, man, that they, you know, are pulling it out like that. And, you know, I I don't know what I do. I don't know how much new content I produce. I try, you know. Especially when you don't have, like, a benchmark of... I'm sure you, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff you drop by the wayside as, yeah. you, as you've gotten better. But then you kind of think about, well, how much... How much do I really do versus how much do I have I dropped away? Right. And then, right. You, and then if you drop all that stuff away because you're like you put it out there, you're done with it. We're like, well, now what do I have to? Yeah. Do to refill all that time I had. I play with a well. Yeah. What I do is have, I have a well and I just kind of pick out of it what I want. Right. To do on a given night. So sometimes the stuff is like super old <laughs> and then you know, but the new stuff is exciting too. So I pull out the new stuff and it's just. Again, it's like whatever I want to do, I just do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's kind of it. If you're having a good time and the audience is laughing, then... Yeah. What? <laughs> right, right. What more can you expect yeah, yeah. in that's that moment? that's why we're all here, right? I right. think it is. <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, dude. Um... Yeah, I guess I guess that's all I wanted to. <laughs> that was all your questions. I mean, yeah, good, good. that was all my rule. I mean, like I feel like I got to know you a little bit. Oh, good. And I, I feel like I, I learned I learned some stuff. Um, is there any any lingering thoughts you want to say? Th- stuff you want to throw out, or do you want to? Man, I wish I could figure out social media. Me too. I feel like I'm trying to still trying to crack how to figure it out. Like I understand what Instagram is, and yeah, I understand. I, I what... think it's I think it's almost like this thing where it's like you just gotta keep making stuff, just a lot. Yeah. Just kind of keep like if you have an iPhone, be on it all the time. That you know, I feel like is, I feel like yeah. some level I'm like I see people on iPhones like they're out of the world, but at another level I'm like they're putting in work. Yeah, they're they're actually they are. Like, yeah. You know, like now I'm thinking about it, it's its own. Like you have a comedian. Yeah. Then you have an Instagrammer. Yeah. And now you have a, a Facebooker. Yeah. And there's, you know, you could be the best comedian. You could be the best this and this. And it looks like they just have to all link up. Yeah. You know, but there's guys that spend all their time on Facebook and they're writing incredible posts and they have like 115 comments on it. And that's an art. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to do that, man. So, you know, um, there are people there are people who legitimately like make their livings. Yeah. From that stuff. Right. And they make good, like, they have good lives because of it. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about it. It's like, because right. I approached it in the same way, like, I don't know how you're supposed to, I don't know how this works. 
Yeah. You're supposed to do it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting like like Twitter followers. I'm getting them through popularity, which is great. People are following me. So good. It's like, okay, now like you got to use it. You got to use you it. You should probably yeah, yeah. tweet, you know. You make stuff. So, yeah. So, um, I will say that, I guess, if anyone who who's listening right now, uh, hit me up. Um, <laughs> tell me what you <laughs> message me on Facebook or something and... Um, I'd be interested to, you know, questions are, people always want to know stuff, you know, last Absolutely. night they were like, how was your wife? I'm like, ha. <laughs> that was my response. <laughs> ha. Just H-A-A-A, like you lay on the keyboard, but it's really your phone, so they know, like you tapped A like 30 times. What's he up to? Yeah. So yeah, I'm on, a, I, I'm on Instagram. I think I like Instagram the most now. I'm enjoying that the most of just, you just know. Just with the pictures. Yeah, and just, just dropping like, some pictures, you know. Yeah. Just a little stupid video, <laughs> video clip. Like, yeah. That's fun. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> nah. Well, shit. Well, th- thanks for thanks for doing this, Mike. I no, no, man. Hey, man, really, thanks for having me. Cause, no, of course. You know, it's not that I don't like to talk. <laughs> you know, I'm glad <laughs> I can. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you came as well. This is uh this is really cool, man. Yeah, good deal. Good deal, man. <laughs> well cool. Too. Yeah, back to the uh back to the scene. Hey folks, that's been the show. I'm sure I sure hope you enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure Mikey had a really good show at the punchline again. Uh yeah, he's pretty great. You can check him out on the straight out report. It's on logo. I'm pretty sure there's an online presence for logo where you can see online episodes, whatever. It's a really sweet show. Uh, next week on the show, I'm talking to the very interesting Dorian Foster, live, well, not live, I'm talking to him from backstage at uh, Laughs Unlimited, and we have a really interesting talk, I prefer he goes on stage. Uh, anyway, I wish you guys a good Friday, thanks for t- listening to me, have a good one, and I told you that this would work. <laughs>